What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Listen at Your Own Risk. Um, so, I don't know, I just used that voice, but, uh, so today the paper is Generals Had the Greatest Effect in the Battlefield. This is a paper on the Civil War and, like, who affected the battlefield the most. Was it, like, how many troops or how, like, the outcome of the battle, like, what was the greatest, uh, who had the greatest effect, yeah, was it how many troops, were they getting enough food, the weaponry, but, uh, on the battlefield, I believe, it was the generals, so, uh, let's get right into it, from the seven days battles with McLennan, McClellan, to (laughs) Chancellorville, with Robert E. Lee, and all the way to Vicksburg with Ulysses S. Grant. Now, the outcome of these battles and many others were all affected the greatest from the decisions the generals made in their strategies leading up to the battle, as well as in the heat of the battle. The generals affect the outcome of the battles not just in their decisions in battle, but in their leadership of how they treat their troops and commanders under them, as well as how they carry themselves around their troops and how to utilize their troops. Troops. Uh, General McClellan is a huge example of an incompetent leader shown over and over through his effectiveness in being ineffective in and before battle. McClellan made a choice in how to think of the Confederates throughout the battles. McClellan chose to think that the enemy had way more troops than they actually ever did, when really McClellan had the bigger and better and more equipped army. Because of this, McClellan always had an excuse to not go on the offensive. In one instance, McClellan had 120,000 troops, while the enemy, Beauregard, and Johnston were in charge of only 45,000 men. McClellan made the assumption that the enemy had 150,000, so he stayed on the defense, and when he could have had a crushing victory. Now, because McClellan made these assumptions, Confederate generals were able to play off this fear so that the outcome would be to their favor in any battle that they went into against McClellan. Just like Lee did at the Seven Days Battles when he sent 60,000 men over to the north or the, see if I can pronounce this, Chickahominy (laughs) against Porter's 30,000 while he only kept 27,000 men south of the Chickamaunee against, <laughs> and if I say that wrong, please tell me, like, I, I'm i sure I am, Chickamaunee uh, against 75,000 bluecoats. But Lee figured McClellan would overestimate his number, which was correct. McClellan thought that Lee had a force of 200,000, so he retreated and abandoned his plan to capture Richmond to cover his retreat. Now, the seven days battle's outcome was determined by General McClellan, not only for the North, but for the South as well, because of his fear that he never had enough men. Now, General Robert E. Lee affected the outcome of battles through lifting morale, strategy before battle, being able to make strategically sound decisions in battle, and taking risks. Lee was able to raise morale in the South through winning battles for the South. 
Seven Days Battles, where he won the Gaines Mill Battle, second battle of Bull Run, Manassas. Now, Battle of uh, Fredericksburg, Battle of Chancellorville, Robert Louis won battles because of his belief that success could not be achieved without risk. <clears throat> Which, I guess that is something um, he said. I believe. I have it in quotation marks. Um, so, but, uh, which was, or is from the book, uh, which was true. He took risks in those battles and won. Now, as Lee did in the Battle of Chancellorville, where he took a risk and marched his men to meet the federal troops who were already progressing to his location. Now, risks in and before battle would be of no use without strategic orders to the soldiers, generals, to when and where they should go in into battle, and the number of regiments that are to go. Now, which is what Lee did. When he heard that the Union soldiers' right flank was in the air, he gave the order to Stonewall Jackson to covertly get to this flank with 30,000 infantry and artillery, leaving only 15,000 troops for himself against a much larger force. Now, Stonewall Jackson did get his soldiers to the Federals' exposed flank, decisively smashing the enemy. In the end, the Confederates broke the Union line and watched them retreat, as Lee got another victory for the South. Now, Ulysses S. Grant, the Union general, affected battle through his leadership, most importantly through his will to act, even before he was a general. Ulysses showed this when he was under Halleck. Lincoln wanted action, but Halleck was too caught up in arguing with Buell. So while this was happening, Ulysses made a plan of attack, which eventually got accepted. Then Ulysses got to show his effectiveness in leadership by getting his men to their destination in and in how he inspired respect and obedience through his common sense manner which showed when he went into battle and won and how his men willingly followed his orders so that he received those victories. Now Grant seemed to have something that many generals lacked to be able to learn from experiences. Grant learned that the enemy is just scared of him as he is of them. In his first assignment to attack a rebel regiment, when he got there, he did not attack, and he then learned that the regiment had retreated. Now, After Grant learned that he was able to capture many rebel regiments, Grant learned that his army could survive off the land, that they did not have to rely on on the railroads for supplies if they got cut off. If they, yeah, if they got cut off on his first attempt to capture Vicksburg. Now with these lessons learned and Ulysses S. Grant's leadership skills, he was able to turn his second attempt to capture Vicksburg to his advantage on the battlefield. Now because he knew his enemy was just as scared of him so Grant went on the offensive, and when Ulysses trapped the Confederates in Vicksburg, Ulysses knew he could live off the land, so he just waited for the starving Confederates till they surrendered Vicksburg, which they did get getting uh, Grant a huge win for the Union in the war. Now, the generals in the Civil War 
had the greatest effect on the outcome of the battles. Dermot McLennan affected the outcome of the battle by being afraid to go on the offensive because he thought he had insufficient numbers of troops, while General E. Lee affected the outcome of battle through going on the offensive and taking risks, whether lose or win. Then there is General Lucius S. Grant, who affected the outcome of the battle by learning from previous battles and using that knowledge to take down Confederacy <clears throat> through winning battles. Now, the outcome of the battles in the Civil War were mostly were most definitely affected the greatest by the generals. So yeah, that was that. Um, and then the one thing I found interesting, I've always, I, I don't know why, but the, like, molasses and bull run, like, because I'm pretty sure, if I'm remembering correctly, bull run is what uh, the Union side called uh, the battle, and then, Manassas, yeah, Manassas was what the uh, Confederates called the battle, and uh, apparently, if I remember correctly, the the Confederates they are very they were very uh, like out supplied. Um, the yeah, like they had very poor weapons, and not much food, not much clothing, and. Apparently they like kind of uh, went above and beyond and kind of kicked kicked butt for a really long time until they like literally like ran like, ran out of the ammo. But you know, I went there, so I can't say. But I <laughs> from the research, um, yeah, which is like impressive. Like, uh, like of course, uh, it's good that uh, the Union won. And since uh, history shown, um, but is is yeah, it was, it's just impressive, like how like just the under how underestimated were, and uh, we could say rightly so because they didn't really have that much equipment. They had less troops, far poor like equipment, and then the, they had less generals that had less training, but when they got into the battle it really that really showed who the like gen the good generals were from just like the the, sh the shiny people who just wanted just to be general like mcclellan which i'm not sure like maybe i'm sure he because i if i'm remembering correctly uh, part of the research was mcclellan he was he was very good at training his soldiers and getting recruits er, and all that. Well, I, a lot of pe most people were drafted, but and he he made and he did excellent training. But he just could not, for some reason, like go on the offensive or make decisions in the battle. While Ulysses S. Grant, who was what I've read, he had like a drinking problem, which may not have been a drinking problem, like. He he did better than uh, McClellan in the battle, and he, that's just one thing he liked to do. And hey, <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm, I, I see how it's enjoyable. Anyways, but um, yeah, <laughs> not gonna lie. It's it's definitely it's enjoyable. It's enjoyable. Uh, so, but. <laughs> 
uh, he, everybody, uh, does stuff for, for different reasons, and so he like that, and that's one of the reasons why like people like they didn't want him to be a general who affected the battle is because he, uh, he he was known for <clears throat> uh, drinking, but having the occasional whiskey, maybe I don't know, I don't know what they drank back then. Um, but so that was another episode of. This ask your own risks. This was paper. Was generals had the greatest effect in the battlefield. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, thank you for listening. Bye.